Hello, and a very warm welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. This program is all about helping you thrive in some of the most challenging coaching situations. Our aim is to support you in bringing your coaching to the next level, whether you're new to coaching or you're already an expert professional. Hello, welcome to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Katrina Burus, and I am delighted today to introduce Diane Collins. Diane Collins is an expert on quantum think. Welcome, Diane. Hello, Katrina. It's lovely to be here with you. Well, thank you. Let me ask you as a first question, tell us a little bit what you do and describe yourself. Well, what I do is I am a coach and consultant in a body of work that I developed and trademarked with, along with my husband, Alan Collins, and it's known as Quantum Think. And Quantum Think is actually a, a system of 21 principles and practices for the mind and awareness, and uh, we work with mostly executives in major corporations, some entrepreneurs. The idea of quantum think is that you update your thinking just as you would update the operating system in a computer so that the new software will work properly. Well, we can also upgrade the connection of ourselves to our mind and our habits of thinking to be more expansive and more up-to-date with what we know about how our thinking connects to our results. And also, very importantly, Katrina, to be able to think in a new way, you know, everyone quotes from Albert Einstein, the problems we have cannot be solved at the same level of thinking that created them. So what quantum think does is it enables us to make that leap so that we can think in sync with the modern world, with the 24-7 accelerating pace of change, uncertainty, transforming of institutions and the marketplace. And so this is what we do. So Diane, define for us what you mean by quantum think and how do you update your thinking? The way that we think, what guides and shapes our thinking is guided by the prevailing worldview. And the worldview simply means what we know to be true about the nature of reality and how it works, including what we're capable of, what's possible, and what's not. And so we're in a quantum age, but we're still very much under the influence of industrial age thinking. The difference being that from the and this is really silent and in the background of our culture, and I mean our human culture. It's not that we're going around saying, oh, you know, we're thinking linearly on this, or we're in an either-or about this decision. But the the what I lovingly call the old worldview, the industrial age worldview, the scientists of the 17th century literally declared only matter is real, only physical matter. So the orientation of our uh, thinking is around the ordinary five senses or how do you know, if you think of a machine, once you set it up to work and it has a cause and effect uh, link, you know, direct cause, causal effect linkage to things, press on this and that moves, 
then you realize why we talked today about, well, how do we create, you know, how do we think nonlinearly? How do we go, quote, outside the box? How do we become, how do we tap into creativity without being victims of how we've ever thought or approached a business situation or anything in our lives from the past? So what quantum think, what I did is I, I knew because of my research that the new science that began with Einstein and the quantum physicists who followed, and by the way, quantum think is not about science. It's about how the discoveries of science shape the way we think and how we can use them. So what is quantum thinking is that these principles of how we view the world according to the scientific discovery is a completely different way of relating to reality. For example, things do operate in whole systems, but we, and they're integrated. It's integrated whole systems. So when we look at the old world view of a machine, it looks like parts and pieces. And you can see how the medical institution, for example, what we call allopathic medicine, it works in that way. We look at the parts of the body separate. I know a lot of the Eastern traditions where we have the more holistic practices, but even those have their own limits. If you're only looking, for example, in acupuncture, which I love, at the meridians, but you're not looking at the rest. How, the, how does the whole fit together? So when we work with clients, for example, one of the ways I use this principle of holistic and, and holographic, the fundamental first principle of the 21 in quantum thing system, is I'll say to a client, well, let's look at your the whole of your life as an enterprise. So you're a senior executive in this corporation. You're working with one, two, three philanthropic organizations. You have your family. You have your recreation. You love golf. And I have clients in this example look at the totality of their life and not as separate parts and figure out, you know, how do I balance more time with family, less time with work, or, you know, you could, what we say in quantum thinking is, you know, how would you ever know you can't balance parts, but you can integrate so that your experience of life becomes more harmonized, calmer, and you can see how everything integrates and fits together when you're looking from the whole. So that was a very, you know, a simple example, but it makes a big difference in your experience of when you wake up in the morning and all the activities that you are interested in and that you are, uh, you know, that are that you're being fulfilled on what you're doing. So quantum think pulls all these principles together that nothing is fixed and static. It's an energy in flux universe informed by intelligence. How does that map onto thinking? Can you give us an example of if you were to wake up and you were more on the mechanistic approach of life where you see in parts compared to waking up and seeing it in a holistic way? Well, the difference is, and you know, what happens is that you know, the big paradigm shift was from a matter-based 
universe to a mind base. So mind becomes very important and not the psychology of mind. I'll give the example, but I needed to give this little preface. It's not the psychology of mind. It's not the analysis of mind, but the, the actual employment, you know, using the faculties of mind that we've been born with. I call the five natural faculties of mind. Intent, intuition, subtle energy, resonance, and meditation, which I consider a natural faculty. So when you're in that meditative state, and we know a lot of executives are, and children now are being taught mindfulness, it's that and more, because there are very specific ways that you connect to the circumstances in your world. So as you ask, you wake up in the morning, and from a mechanistic standpoint, but we became at that stage of human development, mechanical and automatic in many ways in the way we think. And that these thoughts, many of our thoughts are not even our own. We're, we're, we exist in fields and the field is intelligent and we're picking up things. Of course, we didn't if from a physical standpoint. We don't necessarily pay attention to what is invisible but even Einstein said the field is more important than the particle because the field and it's the intelligent energy field has an effect on the particle on what we actually play out so you wake up in the morning and your mind may automatically go into I know mine does uh oh no, you know, I have so much to do today, or how am I going to get this done? Or I have a meeting and I don't have enough time to prepare for it. And my, your child's school is calling you, you have to come down. And so you have, you may wake up with this automatic thought pattern kicking in. Now, when you're quantum thinking, we call those automatic thoughts, least action pathways the least creative action, least action being a hyphenated word, the least consciously aware action of your thinking pattern. It could be a least action pathway of the emotions even. So you least action pathways get established in relationships. There are many types of different cultural least action pathways of an ethnicity, of a nation, of the media, any any aspect of it. So you wake up, we have our own individual, and these automatic thoughts kick in. Now if you, they are literally shaping the energy field that you're in, the state that you're in. And we know from science, anything attract is called sympathetic resonance. So simply you walk into a room of happy people, you can feel it even before you hear a word. So you're connecting in. Or when we meet someone who we feel has great charisma, a leader, people are attracted into that. So when you wake up and you're in a state that you realize, if I stay in this state, this is not going to be a great day. This is going to be, you know, one of those quote, proverbial bad hair days where you have one minor calamity after another and then you prove it to yourself with evidence going, oh, you see, I told you it wasn't going to be a good day. And so with, when you're quantum thinking, you bypass that, you transcend it. And so what happens as soon as you have that thought in the morning when you, upon awakening, you then 
interrupt the least action pathway, recognizing it, not giving it any meaning, just, oh, I'm having an automatic thought. Now, what is my intent for today? Intent is the active dynamic that we've been born with by virtue of human birth. That is a natural faculty of mind that science has proven in the last hundred years and more and even more so in the last 10 to 20 the effect of intent on circumstances that human intent has an actual effect it's a connectivity point so when you wake up and you have that you interrupt it you create an intent for the day an intent might be, I'm excited about what's unfolding today, and I know I'm going through it with ease. And so this is a statement of intent. It's not positive thinking in the sense that positive thinking would be something like having a negative belief underneath and then trying to cover it up with a positive affirmation. That is not quantum thinking. What quantum thinking acknowledges that because we're in a reality of energy and flux informed by intelligence, that there everything is constantly shifting and changing, and that we, as ordinary people, human consciousness is the focal point so what we focus on is going to become our reality it's just like if you think of the internet as the infinite mind of humanity the good the bad the ugly and the sublime and you think well what are you going to focus on well that is a conscious choice what you decide to click on so it's the same thing with our own mind you wake up you interrupt what is not going to give you the result you want, the limit of that uh, think thought that may come in automatically, and you create your intent. And I was going to say quantum think acknowledges that there's no fixed static way that something is. There's no way that your boss is, your peer is, the government is, the world situation is, that everything is changeable everything is malleable and it begins with what you choose to hold in your own awareness in your own consciousness and that starts with the statement of intent and so what you're doing Katrina is you're creating a context that you're choosing to live from and you know the simplest the most you know cliche example example is the glass half empty half full well the circumstance of this amount of water in the glass is the same but how you choose to see it now the difference in quantum thinking is that it's not one thought at a time let me try to you know get myself more you know, productive by going beyond the limits of my thinking. It's that when you see these principles as a whole system, it's like going onto a road system. You have free choice, but the road makes everything easier. So this is the idea of quantum thinking, is to put together all these principles 
that are natural and universal in each one of us that actually match the spiritual wisdom the science is now proving and it having an expansion so that we go from the either or thinking to the both and thinking and how do you work concretely with leaders to help them to think to have the quantum thinking we have this client and he's a high-level vice president in a corporation. He received a performance review, and the performance review was mostly good, but it had one aspect in there that would inhibit his advancement in the organization. So I said to him, why don't we get it? change because the number three principle in quantum think system is infinite possibility in every moment there's an infinite number of ways that we can connect to something that we can think about it and of course this was a, a very you know old corporation with fixed ways and rules and policies <clears throat> and and uh he said well <laughs> i don't know about that you know like that's not done in essence. Meaning that he didn't believe to have infinite possibilities? He had a per, what I would say a perfunctory relationship with his senior executive who he reported to. So that complicated matters worse because it wasn't like, you know, you had a very close relationship. You go in and you say, look, this is really going to hurt my career. What well, bottom line is that we worked on the uh, relationship first. And he didn't have to do anything. It wasn't anything he did in action. It was where does any result begins is in the connectivity, in how you are related to the circumstance. So, and this is where we, when we quantum think, we know we have choice to create. So he created an intent for the relationship, not, oh, I hope, you know, my boss is now going to like me better or feel closer, nothing like that. It was that we respect one another, we value one another, and we're feeling like, you know, we really enjoy working together and things of this nature. And when he started relating that way, this all happened very, very quickly. This is how quantum think works in literal quantum leaps. And he went in and he asked him to change it. And of course he gave the rationale and he did change it. And the bigger bottom line of this Katrina is that several months later, he was in a part of the corporation that was looked like kind of dwindling, going away. What happened was he ended up getting literally four times the financial accountability and this person who he had had the perfunctory relationship with uh, ended up being his mentor in the co in the corporation. The important part of this is that these things happen instantaneously. There, these are shifts in awareness. Uh, the tiniest, you know, the the word quantum means an amount. Originally meant to measure, you know, the smallest measurable unit of energy. And so we use it now in colloquial everyday terms to mean observer created reality is based on the scientific discovery of the observer effect. And what that meant is that 
the instrument, when, when something was being examined in physics, the instrument of observation they noticed was having an effect on that which they were attempting to see and to, to examine. So what they couldn't get absolute certainty, that became the, the uncertainty principle. And then later found out that human consciousness itself has an effect on whatever is being observed. So when I do that, I adapted and how, how would that adapt in our thinking? And this is really so important. The observer created reality means that what is the instrument of observation for people? That instrument of observation is our mind and that means what we hold about a situation, the conclusions we make, the assumptions, the assessments we make, and the important point here. So if you go into a meeting with someone, with a uh, client who you consider to be difficult to deal with, so that would be a conclusion that you made about that client. And you're actually holding that in your own personal resonance, in your energy field. And we feel this with each other. We're like giant sensing devices, all of us. When you go into a meeting like that, that perspective is going to shape how the result goes with your client. So you're going in thinking, oh, this person's difficult to deal with. I don't know whether I'm going to be able to get my contract renewed. And they have, you know, there's so much competition. And we have all these thoughts. And these are those least action pathway thoughts that are not going to have us get the result that we want for the relationship with this client. So when you realize observer created reality, we call it the practice for it is shift to predictable, predictable outcome. That the outcome is predictable. When you go in with difficult client, you're going to come out with difficult situation. So you're, you're, what you think influences of the outcome, basically. Exactly. You know, that's the subtitle of the chapter, of the chapter in Do You Quantum Think in my book. Yeah. It is, what you bring is what you get. Yeah. But the idea of quantum thinking is that you realize you can choose something else. You can choose to relate to that situation. Not that that person is that way, not in that fixed and static old world industrial mechanical way, but that I'm going to create right now in this moment how the relational field is between us. Diane, we're coming to the end of our interview, and I want to ask you one question is uh, what tip, if there's one concrete tip you can give to young leaders, what would it be? The tip, listen from not knowing is this is what allows for new opportunities, new possibilities, new ideas, innovation. Because we automatically listen from knowing, that's how we survive, and we all have successes from the past and experience and, and knowledge, that we don't automatically listen from not knowing. So this is a conscious act, but it takes place in a nanosecond. When you're sitting in a situation or you're thinking about a result you want to produce with your client and you're listening to your client if you just say inwardly let me listen to this person from not knowing you will hear things that you have never expected from this person 
from this client. And that together brings a whole new co-creation of what's possible in the coaching relationship. So that's the practice. Listen from not knowing. You can do this with yourself. You can do it with a situation in the world. You can do it with your clients. Thank you very much, Diane. And where can people get in contact with you for more information? I also want to know the title of your book. Great. Um, the title of my book is Do You Quantum Think? <laughs> New Thinking That Will Rock Your World. And my website is the best place to connect with me, diannecollins.com. It's Diane with two N's, D-I-A-N-N-E-C-O-L-L-I-N-S, and everything is there. Thank you so much, Diane. Thanks for listening to the Excellent Executive Coaching Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to all future podcasts at excellentexecutivecoaching.com and sign up for monthly newsletters featuring all the latest tips and techniques to bring your coaching to the next level. Join us again soon, and until then, bye for now.